All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick Thomas here. How are you? I think this is episode 127. Just checking in to see how everyone's doing. Don't know how long this is going to be. But anyway, thanks for liking, subscribing, and sharing, and all the usual stuff I say at the start of me podcast. Again, still down on the old YouTube. I do apologize. Hoping to come back on that again in the near, near, near future. Just a lot of technical difficulties and other stuff going on. Um, listen to me other podcast, which I haven't been on that one for the last, I think, two weeks. One week now, actually, um, with Dan Barry, Dennis Rooney. Very funny, very funny podcast. Very funny lads. The Almost Irish Podcast. So, uh, yeah, so check those out, too, when you get a chance. And... and September 28th and 29th, or 29th and 30th, whatever, I'm down at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club, I'm headlining down there, so come on down, I'd love to see you, I'd love to catch up, you know, it's a good crowd, good show, but anyway, I am in Ireland now, I'm back home in the old country, I'm over here for two weeks doing a little bit of a project, um, can't really talk about it right now, because it's up in the air, you know, not really... Um, not really finalized yet, but have started moving along. Um, yeah, so now I kind of forgot that I had, the jet lag and everything has kicked in. And uh, I kind of forgot that today was Sunday. And Sunday is usually the day I record it and release it Monday. But I, I stick it out there early on a Sunday too. Um, but yeah, I'm in Ireland now. Um, staying here for just a little under two weeks. Moving around. And I have to say, it's weird being back. It's very weird being back, you know, I flew back on the Aer Lingus jet, and uh, it's funny because when I came over, I, you, you pay extra, I mean, I didn't pay for the tickets, but you pay extra for the legroom, is what they say to you, right, because there's no first class on an Aer Lingus, there's a business class thing, which is really kind of like a shittier version of first class, so, but they couldn't spring for that, so they sprang for what they said is, well, we got you the extra legroom. Which basically, the extra legroom means we're just going to put you there near all the screaming fucking babies. That's it. Because they have those little shelves they pull down and push the baby into the little cardboard crib. And they go, that's it. That's your uh, that's your legroom. And the weird thing is they seat you first. Do you know what I mean? Like they get you get to go on pat in front of the other people just because you paid for extra legroom. And all that means is you get on first, right? But you don't get off first. So that's that's weird, right? So you pay for the legroom, you get on first, but then you kind of get off last, which is really fucking terrible. And, uh, you know, and you get, and it's just screaming babies, screaming babies. And I flew out at five o'clock in the afternoon US time. So you can't sleep, right? You can't sleep. There's no point. Five o'clock US time is kind of 10 o'clock Irish time. So when I touch down, it's, my body thinks it's only 10 o'clock at night. Like, you're not going to bed yet. It's plenty early. But I got actually an hour and a half earlier. So I got in it. I got in about less than five hours. Took four and a half hours. I think that's a record for me. You know, and you're sitting there listening to the pilot. Here's the thing about pilots too. I'm not going to bitch off, right? But like, I know for a fact that they don't really fly the planes once they're up there. Do you know what I mean? They put it on autopilot and that gets them to the... GPS location so really if you're a pilot you only do two things don't you really you only take off and you land that's it how hard can that be how, why do you go to college for years 
to fly a 747. Like, shouldn't, you know, the first month we learn how to take off and the second month we learn how to land. And that's it. That's all you're doing. Taking off and landing. And while you're up in the air, you're not, you're not really driving it, are you? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not, like, keeping your eye out for fucking other planes that happen to whip by you. You're not hitting any rough clouds. You're not flying it. But anyway, you know, listen to these pilots talk and the respect they get. It's a bit unnecessary. It's a bit, you know, pull it back a bit, lads. Pull it back a bit. When women go swooming over pirates. Pirates are swooming. Both rock. Is it swooming? What's the word? Swooming? Shit, I gotta look it up now. But anyway, I don't know the word. So dial it down a bit. They do two things. They take off and they land. And that's it. And they get to walk through the through the airport in their uniform. Followed by the stewardesses. And they get to drag their bags along. And that's that's really it. That's the cool part about being a pilot. Not the flying. Not the, not the landing. Not the taking off. It's just walking through the airport. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like they get all their food for free. But what do I know? What do I know? Um, I got to ask my friend who, who is a pilot. But anyway. So... I'm here now in, in Ireland and they don't give a shit, right? They don't give a shit about, about like when I went through customs, they said, you know, your passport's expired. I went, oh, is it? I didn't know. I really knew. And uh, they let me in with an expired passport. Of course, I came in with a with an Irish one and I'll go back out with a US one. Uh, no checking a vaccine, none of that stuff, right? Didn't check that at all. Um, am I fully vaccinated? Uh, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not fully vaccinated. So the rules are I have to quarantine for five days. So I gave the address. If this was the computer, if this was the, the the video version, you'd know what I'm doing. But I'm doing air quotes. I'm giving the address of where I'm staying. So what I did read is that the cops, the Irish guards do show up to check that you do are doing a five day quarantine. So if they show up at that address, uh, I'll, I'll probably be there. Almost like... Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right, with the, the mannequin in the bed. I, I'll be I'll be there if they come looking for me to check the quarantines as I, you know, walk around uh, Ireland and film in this little project. So, but it's been kind of cool, man. I'll be honest with you. I got to do a lot of things here that I never really did. I got to go to uh, a cool boxing club today in, in Wexford and that was, met some really nice lads and got in the ring with them and they fucked me to the hit hard. It's a cool boxing gym. St. Michael's in New Ross. And uh, Stan there, an old man. He's an old, old man who opened a school or the gym 40 years ago. And I got to work with him and box with him and some of his lads. And girls. Some of the girls there were, geez, they hit like fucking mules. But it was nice. It was nice to kind of talk talk shop. And uh, I am doing a gig here in Ireland soon. And I today I got a chance to go on. You get to do things when you do shows, right, you get to do things that the average person kind of doesn't get to do. And that's kind of cool. I got to go on a lifeboat today, um, which was uh, down in Wexford. And, you know, I got a tour of the of the, the house where they keep the lifeboat. Then I got to get on the lifeboat, walk around and talk to the guy. And the guy was telling me he got a bronze medal for uh, some saving thing. He did some ship that was overturned. He saved some people. And he got uh, a bronze medal. And I just kind of asked him, I said, how many people died that you didn't get the gold or silver? And uh, don't get that kind of humor, I don't think. They don't, they don't get that kind of humor here in Wexford when you talk about debt like that. So that was a weird moment for me today. But it's kind of nice to drive around. And I don't, I don't, I'm not getting a chance to enjoy 
you know, didn't really see the family that much. Saw me nieces and nephews for a few minutes. Saw me brothers. T- uh, one of me brothers. The other brother hasn't shown up yet. And I probably won't get to see him in the two weeks that I'm here. But that's just Irish for you. That is just Irish living. Saw the nieces and nephews. That was fine. That was fine. One of the nieces there came out today to uh, to um, the boxing gym to watch that. That was cool. But the funny thing was is that when I was at, I went back to my old school, my old primary school, which is, I don't know, when you're, you know, whatever you, the equivalent of that is in America from, I guess you call it grade school in America. And uh, it was film something there. And it was really like, it was really like, uh, you know, when you have those nightmares, you have to go back to school. That's what it was. That's what it was to me. I had to go. I kind of felt like every nightmare having to go back to school. And it was, uh, so I did this little interview with, I think my nephew was in it. And I wasn't expecting to be, but we threw him in there in the library. And it was one of those moments where you walk in and there was supposed to be a child reading a book and I was going to talk to him like, oh, hello. And he's like, I didn't see you. You know, one of those type of interviews. So I was asking him and he had a book in his hand. And I think he just grabbed a book for the for the film. And he said, uh, I said, what book are you reading? And he kind of turned the label, the cover of, he's like, World War One. Like when you realize, he's only 10. And he realized, he's like, World War One. I was like, oh, nice. Have you seen the sequel yet? He was like, I, said, I don't want to spoil it for you. And I said, do you know who won? And without missing a beat, he went, Hitler. I was like, no, he did. <laughs> Bit of an angry man, but he didn't, uh, he didn't win. So that's kind of, that's what I got, I got to do. And then I got to visit uh, Vinegar Hill, where there's, you know, the Battle of 1798. And it's funny because I had a historian tour with me. And uh, it turns out I didn't know shit about the Battle of Vinegar Hill. And I was telling my kids the story about it. And we got, I was telling them way, way wrong of a version, like way off facts than what the historian was saying. I was like, oh, that sounds like a totally different battle because I was telling my kids that on the 1798 rebellion, the Irish beat the shit out of the British and we won the war. Turns out we lost. I didn't know that. We got the shit kicked out of us in my hometown. We got destroyed. Absolutely, absolutely battered. Absolutely got the shit kicked out of us. And I didn't know that. So I was like, okay, that's my fault then, lad. Sorry about that. Uh, so now do I go back and tell my kids that it turns out we didn't win the Battle of Vinegar Hill or do I just kind of keep the lie going? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, it's a tough one. What else did I do? I got a chance to go play Harland. Harland is our sport. If you Google it, it's the fastest game on the planet. And I got to do something with the, with one of kind of like the celebrities of my town, uh, Larry O'Gorman. And he was, he was the, uh, the All-Ireland finalist in 96. And, you know, I remember being a lot younger, kind of like, oh, fucking Larry O'Gorman. And uh, now I'm doing this thing with him. But he put me in goal in playing a game of Harland. And you have to look up what Harland is. So I had, I think, thir- 25 to 35 children all smash balls at my face. Now, I know that sounds bad, 35 children slamming balls at my face. That is very... Uh, very Michael Jackson, not not Mick Thomas. It's very Michael Jackson to have children whack 35 balls. Some child is missing a ball. But they were, yeah, so I'm covered in welts now, basically. I was in goal and I learned some of the skills and that kind of stuff. I mean, stuff I used to do when I was, because when I was a chap, I used to play Harlan and uh, it was always one one coach. Uh, what was his name? John Murphy. And he was always like, oh, not John Murphy, John Roach. And he used to think, for some reason, he thought my name was Murphy. 
So he was always like, up to fucking feel Murphy. Would you up to fuck? I was only 10. You fucking eejit you. Fucking Murphy, move it. So when he put, I remember one time we were playing in the county finals and he put on the board the list of all the players who were starting, right? And they have subs and usually with the children they might give the odd sub, bring them on if they're ahead. If the team is way ahead, they'll bring on one sub and go, ah, sure, he couldn't fuck it up. So they brought me on as a sub. Uh, not as a sub. So when they did the lineup, he thought I was Murphy, but Mick Thomas was allowed play, but Murphy wasn't. So that poor Murphy kid, who that's who they thought I was, was actually cut from the team and he had to sit in the sideline and watch the game, whereas I went out like a fucking idiot and played. And the only reason I think I made the team, got the medal, was because he didn't know my name. And that was the only that was the only reason. Uh, so that's what I did. It was nice, you know, it was it was a lot of fun to do that. And then, you know, I got some other stuff planned this week. I am going to go wrestling. Uh, Dan Barry was supposed to meet me there, but obviously a conflict of interest. It's kind of sad. I won't get to see him. Uh, I'm in OT, OTW, over the, OTTW, over the top, over the top wrestling. I don't know. Uh, cool organization set up by Dan Barry. So I'm going to go wrestling, uh, you know, interview some of those lads and get the shit kicked out of me. That's what I have going on tomorrow, I think. And then Dublin, I am going to be doing... Um, I do get some access to some cool histor- historic places. I get to talk to some of those people. I'm going to go to a sheepdog farmer. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yelling at fucking dogs, trying to get them to control sheep with my mind tricks. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So I'm hoping to take that back to America so I can yell at my cat and see if I can control my cat as well as I can with a sheepdog, which I know you can't. You're not, it's not going to work. Um... Yeah, so that's, that's you know, and then, of course, I'm doing a show, a stand-up show on Johnny Fox's. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're from Ireland, it's Tuesday, Johnny Fox's, uh, I think, 6 o'clock show, which is a fucking terrible time for a show. Stand-up at 6 o'clock, who's, it's, your dinner isn't even done and you're going to a stand It's just, it's clusterfuck, clusterfuck of a show. But, uh, so I do not anticipate that going well. I do not anticipate the stand-up. I do anticipate that backfiring on me in a remarkable fashion. Uh, then I'm going to go down to, I think, a pub where women are not allowed in. Now, that sounds... If I did go to pubs and I don't, that would be heaven, wouldn't it? Just to go to a pub where women are not allowed in. Now, I know what you're thinking if you're listening to this in America. Like, that's terrible. That's... It's really not. It's really... It kind of... Maybe there's a, men need a place like that to go where we can just stop having to invite the women down to the pubs and just go. Like, you know, because mental health is a problem. Mental health is a problem and men especially who are afraid to talk about their mental health issues. This pub is probably the greatest place for a therapy. Maybe I walk in and it's just men crying. I hope it's men crying. Not, and I hope I walk in and it's not just men blowing themselves. Married men with children who just couldn't, didn't have the balls to come out by saying they were gay. And that's why women aren't allowed in there. So you just walk in and it's just a man orgy. I got to go, all right, when in Rome. So I'm hoping that's not the case. But I'll, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted on that. And then I'm heading down to Cork, I think, and I'm some I'm meeting some famous politician who's a, apparently a nut job. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to him. That's what I. That's the part I'm looking forward to, interviewing nut jobs. That's the biggest part for me. And then from there, I'm some famous Irish celebrity chef. He's going to teach me how to make something. Now, I want to get out of there early because I don't want to do any extra work. So I'm hoping. That when I get down to him, I'm going to say, well, what do you want to do? Make a sandwich. How, how about we do that? We make a sandwich. I won't even interview him. Won't even ask him any questions. I'll just go, what bread are you using? That, fine. Get, yeah. What's that? Chicken? That's 
throw it on, bit of cheese, fine, mayonnaise, butter, okay, good, and sandwich, call it a quits, straight down, back on the plane, back to New York, Bob's your uncle, to do me shows in New Jersey, and that's my plan for the week, lads, that's, that's what I'm doing, so, um, that's going to bring me into next week, uh, and I fly back, I think, on Wednesday, and I do have to get another PCR test, another PCR test, uh, before I'm allowed back into the States. So that's it. That's what I got going on, lads. Sorry, the podcast is a little bit short. Uh, I totally forgot I was even supposed to get one out this week, but I just figured, you know what? That's that's what's going on right now in, in, in my life as I shovel through the shit, uh, hoping things will get better. Um, but that's it, yeah. So anyway, look, at thanks for liking, thanks for subscribing, sharing, sub-sharing, that doesn't make sense. Liking, subscribing, sharing. I just lay, I've been lying down in the dark doing this uh, and that's what hurt me back as I was getting up. Anyway, lads, listen, I'll be cutting this one short, like I said, but uh, check out the other podcast, the Almost Irish Podcast. I think they did one this week without me, actually. Uh, but anyway, listen, take care of yourselves and as always, wash your hands, you dirty fuckers. Good luck to you. Good luck to you.